Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily, the 1,000th episode here on December 2nd, 2023. I cannot believe that we do, we have done 999 of these prior to this one. That is absolutely incredible. And even though I'm fighting off this cold as best I can right now, I kind of feel like crap, oddly enough. Uh, it's extremely exciting to bring episode 1000. In just a couple of moments, Flyers President of Hockey Operations, Keith Jones and Danny Briere, uh, will be our guests on this episode. I had a chance to sit down with the two of them together, which was uh, pretty compelling. Uh, but first and foremost, let's do what we do on this podcast. Let's talk about the Flyers. Let's talk about hockey. Flyers, Penguins, how did it fall that on episode 1000, the Flyers are playing the Pens? Well, that's how it worked out. And uh, that's who they got tonight. That's who they'll play Monday at home. And that's the next game at hand for the Flyers to face the Pittsburgh Penguins, who right now are sitting in the seventh spot in the Metropolitan Division. They've got 23 points through 22 games, one less than the Flyers, but a game in hand. They're 11, 10, and 1. And then their last 10, they are 5, 4, and 1. They won their last game 4 to 2. By the way, in that game, I don't know if Tristan Jari is going to play today, but in that game, Tristan Jari had 39 saves against the Tampa Bay Lightning for a 951 save percentage in game, 39 on 41 shots, and he scored an empty net goal. That's a heck of a stat line for Tristan Jari. Uh, so look out for the offensive weapon that is Jari. Uh, but I kid, of course, but the Penguins come in, and it's weird because you look at where the Penguins are in the standings, and they're only one point behind the Flyers, like I said, one game over hockey 500. Uh, but... When I look at where they are and I look at where the Islanders are, and they've both played the same amount of games, Penguins are behind them in points, I think the Penguins are a much better team than the Islanders. Why? The goal differential. Penguins' goal differential is plus 12. The Islanders, who are in the fourth spot in the Metropolitan Division with one more point than uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, has a goal differential of minus 10. So... Goal differential, I think, is a, is a telling stat. I think it's an important stat. Flyers, by the way, when it comes to goal differential, are plus two. They come in with a record of 11-10-2, and two, 24 points through 23 games this season. So uh, it'll be the Flyers and Pittsburgh tonight. What's some of the names that we've come so accustomed to hearing from the Penguins over the years, whether that's obviously number 87, Sidney Crosby, He's uh, tied for first in points. 22 games. Crosby's got 25 points. How about 14 goals already for Crosby? A big number early in the season. 22 games, 14 goals, 25 points. Jake Getzel's got seven goals and 18 assists for 25 points. Uh, Evgeny Malkin, he's played all 22 as well. He's got 10 goals, 10 assists for 20 points. And then if Eric Carlson, who they picked up in the offseason in 22 games this season, six goals, 12 assists, and 18 points. Brian Rust up there as well with 17 points. And Chris Letang uh, has got 12 on the back end, one goal and 11 assists. So, um, you know, the Penguins, one of the older teams in the NHL. Uh, they add, they had, add a guy in Carlson in the offseason, a dynamic talent, and you can't deny it. Carlson had a tremendous offensive season a year ago. Uh, but how will the contract hold up? Will it help the Penguins enough to make them a true contender this year? I tend not to think so, but we'll see how it plays out. Uh, they've played decent hockey, as I talked about with their goal differential, but the record's not great. So 
We'll see where it goes for the Penguins this season. And obviously a big question mark when it comes to this team with some guys uh, that are up there in years. Can they stay healthy? And then when it matters, can they get the kind of goaltending they got the other night from Tristan Jari when he made those 39 saves on 41 shots from uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning? We'll see how it plays out for the Pens. But let's get to our guests, plural, of honor in this episode 1000. Had a chance before the Flyers took on the Devils uh, to sit down with Flyers President of Hockey Operations, Keith Jones, who I've known for a very long time. Started doing radio with Jonesy, I guess he and I crossed paths in about 2000 or maybe 2001 when we were both at WIP at the time. And Danny Breer, who I've also known a long time, came here, of course, as a free agent. So here's my sit-down with the Flyers Brass for episode 1000. It is the 1000th episode of Flyers Daily, and we have two very special guests, two people that I've known in different areas for a long time. Danny, when he came as a flyer from Buffalo, as a player, now executive and general manager. And of course, Keith Jones, who I've known through God, many years of radio broadcasting. And uh, we're celebrating this 1000th episode. I'd like to thank you for listening. You know, I know you're in the top one. I am a big listeners. fan of your work, Jay. I'm really happy to be here and glad to celebrate this great uh, moment with you. Danny, um, you've now worked with Jonesy's basically since the end of last season. And I'm sure you listened to Jonesy on the radio and on telecasts, yeah. both national and local, for years. What have you learned about him? Um, a lot, uh, because we're spending most of our days uh, together chatting back and forth. Um, you know, what, what's been awesome is having a chance to to do it with someone who uh, thinks the game like like I do. Um, the, the ideas, and, and obviously we defer sometimes on, on players and stuff like that, but we have the same mindset in, in how to build the team and the people that we want around us. So um, to me, that's that's been the most exciting part. Jonesy, not even a year ago, you're still waking up early doing morning radio with Ange, and you're doing the telecast nationally and locally. And now you've got skin in the game again. What's it been like yeah. to have skin in the game? Well, now I wake up and I'm not just thinking about where I'm going. I'm thinking about where I came from. I'm thinking about what happened the night before. I'm thinking about what we need to do in the future. It's it's very different for sure. In my previous jobs, uh, when the game ended, you were on to the next one. And when the morning show ended on radio, you were on to the next show. Uh, unless you said something stupid, and then you had to worry about that all day. <laughs> but uh, it's a lot different now. So, And it's a lot more exciting. And it's good to have someone like Danny to work with in that environment. I think it would be pretty lonely if it was someone that was doing it by themselves. Um, it's it's just worked out really well. And we've got a good crew around us, too, which Danny mentioned earlier. It's been it's been a lot of fun. It's invigorating. Well, the thing is, you guys aren't siloed. It's not silos here and silos there. The one thing you both have in common, other than obviously playing here, is you're both working for a guy in Dan Hilferty. What's it been like working for Dan? It's been amazing. His, his energy, um, he, and he wants to. He wants to learn. He wants to know what we're looking for. Um, it's it's been it's been really special sharing with him and um, bringing his energy over to you know kind of make it transpire through the rest of our team. Um, well, we see it here uh, at the Wells Fargo, and it's the same thing in uh, in Voorhees at the training center. So it's uh, it's been a blast working with Dan. Jones, you've been around you know talented people all throughout your career, different, whether it's professional athletes or performers or radio people or television analysts and hosts and play-by-play -play guys. And sometimes you don't have to 
really break down too much why they're successful. What is it about Dan that makes him so successful the, in leading? The easy answer is relationships, the mm-hmm. way he relates to other people, uh, the way he makes people feel when uh, they're around him. I think that you can clearly see why he has been so successful in his life and other businesses. Um, he is a leader. He is someone that you respect. He's someone that you can relate to and talk to about anything. I, I think all those things are really valuable. And if you meet friends of Dan's, you see that they're really decent people. Yeah. And I think that's really important for all of us moving forward in this organization. That's what we want. You didn't go in the locker room from the time you played until you were working as an executive. What was that moment like walking back into that locker room? It was a little confusing because we've done so much work over at the yeah. skate zone. I mean, I, nothing was like it was when I was there 23 years ago. Yeah. Um, I, got lo- the I got lost. Walls. It was a strange day. I walked in and no one was there. I got there early and I'm like, where am I going? Mm-hmm. Uh, the gym was in an entirely different place and obviously it's state-of-the-art na- state-of-the-art facility now. Um yeah, it was it was it was definitely different. Not just you know the changes that have been made, but coming in in a different position. And um, but it didn't take long. It uh, Danny was there right away too, which was awesome. And uh, just kind of settled into it and started getting the work done. Um, Danny, when you look at this team in this season, you know your job is to oversee it at all levels and monitor you know the progress of prospects, whether that's in the KHO with a guy like Matvey Michkov or others or in the Ontario Hockey League, whatever it might be. But John Torrell said something interesting in press availability that, you know, one of the things that he wanted this team to do was play a lot faster in transition. Yep. You can see it. But so that when guys like Matt Vemichkoff or Cutter Gauthier get here, the team's already used to it. Has yeah. that been an organizational conversation? Well, I I think it's made, it makes sense. Um, you know, it's it's something. It's not easy to play the way we're playing. It, it's very demanding because guys cannot sit back and relax. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, you know getting better as as each season goes by. Um, that's that is part of the plan is bringing a team that plays faster. But to to have that, you you need to think faster, not just you know work faster, but also think faster. And um, you need you need skill, you need talent, and I think that's going to come eventually. We have a lot of guys in the minors that, uh, you know, we're we're hopeful that down the road are going to play and um, you know be able to uh, join our crew. Um, but a we're, like we're Denver definitely Barkey, right? we're, Denver Barkey is a really yeah. good example. Um, you know, you mentioned Mishkov and um, you know Oliver Bunk too. Um, you know, it, it's taken a huge step in his game this year. Um, but you know, when they come, they're going to have to play fast and they're going to have to follow what towards his building now. So I, I think it's really exciting. You know, I see the makeup of this team and some of the work you just did in this offseason. And, and the team's in a proper rebuild. Um, but I see players like Garnet Hathaway. Jones, let me ask you about Garnet Hathaway. Because he, there may be games where he plays 8 minutes and 50 seconds or he plays 12 minutes and 6 seconds. But it feels like he plays way more than that because he's – very, yeah. his, his minutes are very meaningful. He, he's a great example for any young players that we have in our organization that want to make it to the NHL. Uh, be noticed. I mean, that's what he is. He's a noticeable player. Every time he steps on the ice, he benefits us in many ways. 
Uh, he provides a great distraction when necessary because of his aggressive nature. Um, but he gets it, and he gets it in the room and the way he you know, represents himself, how hard he works off the ice and in practice, and that translates to the way that he plays on the ice. He's been a really important player for helping us get this thing back on track this year. Um, there's no question that those type of players are players that others and younger players can look up to, and uh, we're really excited to have him here. Yeah, every minute is potent that he plays. Um, Danny, you know, when you're in a rebuild, some people translate rebuild as mean, well, you got to tear it down, and that means losses. You have to lose in a rebuild to eventually get better. I totally disagree with that. Um, but wins in a rebuild can be a good thing. Definitely, and, and we believe in that. We, wins are we, never bad, we believe, no, But <laughs> we believe that, you know, part of the rebuild is is having a chance and being competitive every night. If, if you're going to the game thinking you're going to lose, what are you learning? Um, that's not the mindset that we want to uh, you know, put in through this organization to our players. We, we want them to think they have a chance to win every night. Yes, we're um, you know, a little young, um, you know, maybe a lack of uh, experience at times, but that's why we brought in guys like Mark Stahl and uh, you mentioned Garnet Athaway. Um, Sean Walker brings a little bit of that as well. So um, we try to surround our young guys with, with uh, experience and to, to help them out. So the guys, when they go on the ice, they believe they can win every single night. The locker rooms are changed. The skate zone's been redone. The locker rooms here are stunning. I'd have a wedding reception in there, to be honest with you. But you look at all that, and it's all with a nod to a man that's very important to both of you. You came here in part because yep. Mr. Snyder was the owner. You did as well, and, and he stood by you when your career ended tragically, I'll call it. What is it, what is it like to reinstill, you know, the, the things that were so important? To yeah, it, it meant a lot, obviously, to us, but it means a lot to our fan base, too. And to kind of allow them to be reconnected in that way, knowing that, um, you know, he, he's in the back of our minds when we're going about and trying to recreate um, our culture here. I think it's really important. and We always want to make sure we're respectful to that. Um, he was very important to a lot of guys that have played hockey here in Philadelphia. And he was, you know, the Philadelphia Flyers. So, yeah, there's, it's clearly um, something that we think of and uh, we want to carry forward. Definitely. Denny, you played in a number of outdoor games. I remember Boston covering that yeah. game uh, up at Fenway Park uh, in that 2010 season. Of course, at Citizens Bank Park as well. We won't bring up the penalty <laughs> shot, even though I just did. Um, you guys are going to play outdoors again uh, it's this year. Exciting, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean with the you know big stage in New York, yeah. Devils, and you know kind of two games in two days. What's the process been like getting ready for Stadium Series as a manager, not as a player? Yeah, we 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 had the chance to go over there uh, a couple of weeks ago and to see to see the setup, what it would look like, and it's exciting. Um, you know, th those are the days or the games that I wish I was still a player. To, to have the chance to play, uh, you know, on, like you mentioned, on such a big stage. Um, we haven't had the chance to really sit back and just think about that game. Uh, when it comes, it comes, we'll enjoy it. But um, we have a lot of pressing needs, yeah. uh, you know, in the moment. And we don't want to lose track of where we're at in the season and what we're trying to do. And the way we're trending is really exciting um, with our team and what uh, Coach is, is doing. So uh, we're trying to focus a little bit more on that at the moment. The stadium series jersey is always a big part. You guys are marketing two new jerseys this year already with the new era of orange. Are you have any influence on the stadium series jersey? Uh, are they keeping you? No, out I can approve it though, which is uh, kind of interesting Approval for me. Approval power. So I, I've approved it, and it looks really cool. And I approve you getting one too, Jay. But you got to buy it. Okay. 
Well, we'll put the number 1,000 on the back. <laughs> I love episode. it. Yep, that's great. Guys, thanks for doing this and celebrating the 1,000th episode of Flyers Daily. Well done. Congrats. Well done. Thanks to Danny Briere. Thanks to Keith Jones for taking the time to uh, drop by for a visit here on episode 1,000 of Flyers Daily. Uh, we appreciate them taking the time and love talking hockey with both of those guys, uh, both on the air and off for many years. Uh, but everybody, thanks so much for all the support through now 1,000 episodes of Flyers Daily. Here's to 1,000 more. Flyers Penguins tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow in episode 1,001. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily.